0: Welcome in to another episode of the West Life Podcast. I am your host, Josh Barnett. We are sponsored by Holman Barnes Group, including West Ashfield League's best place to watch the game live and loud. And you can do that again this Saturday when we take on the Bunnies, Uh, the three of us. We went and watched, not at West Ashfield League's, but at the other club. We went to Markets Club on Sunday. We'll talk about that uh, in a bit. Please give us a follow at West Life Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And check out the Linktree app, uh, Linktree link, rather, in those profile, the profiles on our Instagram and Twitter. That'll send you to all our stuff, a link to all our stuff, such as our Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. We'll get to the boys and girls questions later in the show. And shouts to all the people which joining us on YouTube. While you're there, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, send a fax, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, some big numbers last week for us. We're all, especially last Monday, celebrating a Panthers win. So we're happy to. For those who maybe didn't want to listen to West Tigers content, we kind of get it. We'll be zero and eight. A few people returned last week, and we hope we're you back, uh, Mr. Bashara. How are you on this Monday evening? What are we? Twenty-eight hour, yeah, twenty-eight-ish hours
1: since uh, our victory over the Dragons. Yeah, I'm I'm good, guys. Good evening, everyone. Uh, happy to be here again tonight. Two wins in a week. I could get used to this. Uh, yeah, look, just uh, glad the boys got through. It was, a, it was a big win considering they lost Bateman before the game. And uh, and I think uh, we woke a few people up at the markets yesterday and they'll remember <laughs> who we are. <laughs> so, yeah, good to get yep. the win.
0: Yeah, it was just us. Uh, in terms of watching Rugby League, it was just us and a couple other West Tigers fans. And even though we're... Uh, I think a bit, bit shocked at how passionate and uh, some of the language we were using. But we had, uh, as you and I, we had a good Chinese meal at the, the markets club too. I had a nice uh, sweet corn and chicken soup and you had the ancient Chinese dish of hot chips. So it's, um, <laughs> the food the food's pretty good at the uh, the market, markets club there. What a, uh, man, it goes down well after a win or during a Absolutely. win rather. <laughs>
2: Absolutely does. G'day, Josh. G'day, Rob. G'day, everyone watching and listening. Yeah, Mondays are so much better after a win, aren't they? I, I might have done myself an injury um, celebrating, as is typical me form, but uh, hanging in there and looking forward to getting on with the show tonight. Uh, how good? Two in a row. Uh, let's see. hope we can keep it going.
0: Absolutely. Let's get straight into it. I've got a couple of clips from Sheenzy and Appy in the press conference after this game let's start with um, uh, maybe we'll start with Sheenzy talking about Johnny Bateman who was ruled out literally last minute before the game
3: Our next man up mentality isn't it yeah. and uh, you know uh, AJ AJ went into the um, into the second row off the bench and uh, uh, and out we went that's all you can do uh, but it, it, it Probably took a bit of sting out of us. John's been playing well. But I'm half hoping he'll be available next week, if not the week after.
0: So, Rob, it's good to hear from Sheenzy that he expects him to play against the Bunnies. But the three of us, when we saw him basically getting undressed as the boys were about to run out, we were a bit worried uh, for, yeah, for Bateman being out. He's been an
1: absolute uh, godsend this year. Yeah, look, it was a huge loss. Uh, Obviously, the boys weren't prepared for it uh, happening just prior to the game. Uh, No disrespect to to Kapoa, but it's, you know, it's a big drop in class in terms of the replacement. I mean, I just tried to look at it from the positive side. I mean, he had a twinge at the captain's run, thought he might be okay. Uh, Look, it was better that that happened pre-game than he start the game and we're left with 16 men. So, you know, look, uh, hopefully he'll be right for South. I think Given it's John Bateman and and you know we've got a you know a week a week to go. I don't think you you recover from a hamstring so quickly. So I reckon he will get the week off this week. But you know mm. I'm sure he'll be named. But I'd expect a late change. Yeah, we need
0: need his uh yeah his firiness and muscle against South. We're going to be any chance against the bunnies for sure. Uh, oh, Jason D said a succulent China I'm I'm mad at myself that I didn't make that reference. A succulent Chinese meal. Uh, What was the charge? Uh, Discount for members, by the way. That was the charge. Uh, Let's go on to Sheenzy talking about our attack.
3: Because that can go any way. We had a couple of efforts just before half time with Appy as well that we could have scored. So we're creating a little bit more than just a handful of points. So um, I'm happier with that, that we're getting better and better and better at actually getting the ball across the line, uh, which, as you know, activates your energy as a team when you're scoring, you know. So, uh, you know, my attitude to that. So I'm, I'm pleased that we are getting some some points on the board and missing just every now and then a couple that we probably could have and should have uh, or unlucky not to have type uh, efforts in tries.
0: Rob, obviously the, the red zone was part of the issue. Sheensy reckons our attack is improving. I mean, we only scored, what, 18 points, uh, three, tri- three tries? Yeah, three tries. Three tries each, wasn't it? Yeah, so do you think our attack is getting better or do you think it's just on the back of maybe not great opposition or a bit more patience? What do you think it is?
1: Personally, I think the attack was getting better. Uh, I thought the right side attack, uh, in particular from the middle of the field, was getting better. What I what I was critical of was I just felt we shut up shop to a degree when we got to 14. Um, I just didn't think we pushed the issue. In particular, um, Brandon Wakeham kicked a beautiful, like a perfect 40-20, and the set after it was absolutely diabolical. Um, and I'm not a fan of this dying with the ball on the last tackle, especially mm. when there's so much time left in the game. Granted, we ended up defending and winning, but... You know, you, you, leave, you leave the game to chance. Like I mentioned last week, we, we left the game to chance against the Gold Coast last year and something unlucky happened and, you know, Madden missed the ball and they fell on it. And it could have happened again yesterday with a, with a, flu, a freakish try at the end uh, yeah. to Rapalawa. So I just I just think there's nothing wrong with our attacking kicks. Like we forced two goal line dropouts in the first half. Uh, Stafford Towa's try was from an attacking kick. All our kicks were really good. I just didn't get why when we were 14-4 up, why we died with the ball twice in the red zone. Like as a just someone who just loves sport, I mean if I was on the St George team, I would say, what do I want the Tigers to do now? I don't want them to kick. I just Mm. want them to die with the ball. So I, I just I just think we have got more points in us. I thought Luke Brooks and Wakeham combined a couple of times together on the right edge, put, put uh, Noffa down the line for a break. He, he ended up darting back inside. We, we did some really good things and obviously, uh, you know, we've got that scrum where Nofa's not Noffer got the try with a nice little sort of scrum move from Wakeham to Buller who juggled the ball before getting it out there. So we couldn't have, we couldn't have executed that eight weeks ago. So definitely it's, it's improving, but, I just think we take too many settlers in the red zone. We we need to have probably three good shots at the team, in in the opposition in the red zone, not sort of, you know, maybe one, possibly two. We're just doing too many forward hit-ups, whether it's Clem, whether it's Steph, you know, whether it's Twol, There's just not enough, you know, there's just not enough variety there. But it is improving, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, the dying with the ball, I just don't get it. It's just even you don't have to punt it all the way, Beyond the trial and just putting the ball on the ground you could force a a drag easily force a dragon's error like just make them actually be a bit of like you said a bit of pressure and just something you don't have to try and force a drop out but literally just let them off the hook and get tackled i don't get it i know des hasler was big on it for a while it's just it's it's a, a game of chances and just what like what's the worst that he, does he think that could happen? If you don't have to punt it long. Yeah. Do the dragons get picked the ball up and defense is scrambled and they run away, like run 90 meters. Like it's such I feel like the odds are more likely to maybe because we're punters, maybe we we like to no. roll the no, dice no, a little not, bit. But it's, 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 it's not that it's, it's, the, not- the, the the chances are it's more likely to result in a dragon's knock on or or a, a foot a ricochet six again or something then well, just look at all the kicks the you, ball.
1: look at all the kicks like Fenai like like Noffer jumped over Fenai for Toa's try like batted it back Fenai earlier in the game I think 5 minutes in knocked the ball on in goal like Wakeham almost got there off his own kick it was a really nice little grubber kick uh Sloane uh tripped over his you know what? Uh, on that kick on half time, when Brandon Wakeham kicked it into the post, like we, that, the kicks you know create pressure, create panic, and I'm sure the Phenix brothers and the Sloan were were ecstatic that we weren't putting kicks in. I, I, like I say, I get it when there's a few minutes left, and you say, you know what? If you go 90 meters, good luck to you, you deserve to win. But when you're up 14-4 after what was it, 25 minutes? Mm. You know, like we had the whole game. I just don't. I just think we could have scored 30 to 40 points, and yeah. I'm not saying. I'm not saying to play Harlem Globetrotter Rugby League. Like, just do what we did all game. But when we get to the red zone, just put a bit of pressure on, you know, go for Absolutely. some of these sets and just do a little bit more. But, look, they're, they're playing to the coach's instructions. So, because, I mean, Brooksy died with the ball a couple of times. Wakeham died with it once. Uh, so, I, you know, I just don't think it's a coincidence. It's obviously a plan. Uh, so, look, it, it worked. We won. But, geez, you know, the last few minutes, well, especially the last minute and a half was just absolute heart attack stuff for us. Uh,
0: as I'll go go to you after the, the next one. So uh, this one is from Appy.
1: Yeah, of course. You know, w- winning does that, um, obviously. But I think the way we're
3: winning as well, it's a pretty hard four battles, uh, two weeks in a row now. So I think we just got to make sure that we understand that these things don't come for free. You know, we work pretty hard to get them and uh, we need to lost it as well
1: with all our errors and the way we played as well. So uh, plenty of lessons there, but plenty to build on as well.
0: Uh, yeah, as anything to add there, Appy, obviously a very happy captain there. I mean, he wasn't uh, a superstar. He obviously just made all the right right decisions and definitely uh, led from the front. But what are your thoughts and summaries of this game?
2: Yeah, Appy summed that up quite well, I think. Um, the main issue for me was, like he said, um, the errors, the silly errors. Uh, we made those two dumb um stripping attempts middle of the game one was closer to the end of the game uh when with we, we were no chance of getting the ball back and if you if you're giving them possession you're and you're inviting them into your own half then you're asking for trouble and it's those silly uh lack of iq moments i guess we'd call them that we need to get out of our game just those one percenters that we we have a habit of trying to mess up um like i'm don't get me wrong; the win's amazing at all, but a lot of players there seemed like they were like f- trying to find ways to lose because of the old habits. Mm. Um, you'd hope the old habits would die after the first win, but it seems that they're they're m- maybe a little bit more ingrained than we wanted them to be.
1: Josh, are we live on Facebook? Uh, we should be. Yeah, yep, I just got a message. Sir. I just got a message saying that they can't get us on Facebook. I just, uh, thought, I, I just thought I'd pass that on if you've got any. If
0: there, the Facebook icon I can see is.
2: Yeah, we've got a, we've got a couple of Facebook comments. Um, Alicia mm. and Rachel uh, are watching us okay. on Facebook. Oh, right, Kathy's just sent a message saying
1: she can't find it, so I just okay. yeah, all good. Send her send her a link
0: or, or something, but uh, tell her to go to YouTube. YouTube is much easier. Okay, uh, subscribe. And subscribe, like, subscribe, turn notifications <laughs> on. Uh, shouts to our friends at West Ashfield. So they're playing uh, live and loud as we try to keep the uh, winning streak alive this Saturday, 13th of May at CORE Stadium. So if you're not heading to home, show your support from the home of the West Tigers at West Ashfield. You can again grab a schooner of your favorite beer from just uh, $6 with cheesy delicious pizzas from the Garden Bistro. Uh, Watch all the games live and loud at West Ashfield this NRL season and uh, shout to Holman Barnes Group for more information Barnes Group.com.au Holman Barnes Group, bringing people together. Um, or, oh, yeah, check out Croydon Sports and our mates at the uh, the Markets Club. Good little uh, – they've done it up, Rob, just to go back on our little Markets Club meetup. They've recently done all that up. The tab and the big screen, uh, the couches in front of it, where we sat, like you couldn't pick a better, better spot to watch footy, really. Oh, it
1: was amazing. Yeah, it was really, really good watching it with you guys. Uh, Made our own little atmosphere. Uh, Mm. Had a bit of an audience thinking, who are these three lunatics? But (laughs) it was good. Really, really good.
0: Uh, Only bit of
1: news, a little bit
0: of, I guess, uh, progress. I was going to say sad news, but I guess we kind of already knew it was sad. Uh, Adam Dwayne is off to Melbourne, uh, part one of his surgery. Obviously, I'm reading straight off his own tweet that he sent out just before a couple of hours before we went live tonight. He said, cleaning out the knee, filling old keyholes with bone, taking out the old ACL, and then part two of the surgery in four months' time, ACL procedure, uh, God's plan, I'll be back. So, uh, Rob, why has it taken so long for
1: AD to get surgery? I thought they would have got him straight in. Uh, not too sure, but I know he's apparently with, like, the best surgeon in Australia for this. Uh so I I guess you know maybe he just had to wait. I mean it's only been a few weeks. Uh but yeah it'll take it'll take close to 3 to 4 months to recover from that first stop, and then you know he should be as good as gold from the second op which will take another you know 9 to 12 months after that.
0: Uh on to our game review. So obviously 18 16 uh three tries each stars Tries to Staffatella, David Nofaluma and Junior Tupo. Unfortunately, Steph. I've been backing Steph to get a try ever since round one. That's the way get gambling goes, doesn't it? You get one win and then uh it um yeah, you don't don't see it. Maybe next week. Next week. Maybe against South. But bundling over. But um my gambling addiction aside, boys, what do you anything else to add on this one? A few stats as well. Any stats that Poke their nose out at you, as
2: um, the run meters, despite possession, was a lot closer than I would have thought it would be. Uh, good to see that we kept our completion rate almost to the the level we did in the rain. Surprising that our completion rate in the in the sunlight is um, is worse than it was in the rain. You'd think it'd be the other way around, considering the deluge that happened after our game finished, but. Yeah, I mean, I think they only made four or five errors, so it wasn't an overly poor game with the ball in hand from our boys. I think a couple of those errors came off um, failed kick returns, um, where we like a, the drop ball that led to their the uh, dragons' first try, and the fact that really all three of the dragons' tries came from dumb mistakes that we made um, is, I guess, a, both a positive and a negative thing. Uh, because it was, like I said before, you invite them into your half, you give them possession, they're likely to capitalize. Um, But the fact that they didn't score any tries outside of us making silly mistakes, um, they did have a few calls go their way that were rather questionable in my opinion. But um, overall, really solid performance. Um, Bit of a shame that we only won by two. Would have been nice to win by a little bit more. Um, to show that there are more improvements there. But, hey, you've got to win ugly sometimes. And if we're going to win every game ugly this year, I'll, I'll take whatever wins we get.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Rob, anything that stands out for you? Oh,
1: look, to be honest, I can't read those stats on my phone. Yeah, you're, you're on the phone, yeah. Uh, look, I, I, look, just put simply, I just thought we played really good football in the first half. You know, if you take out the Tupu, you know, uncontested drop bomb, and the Wakeham kick for touch, we pretty much played a perfect half of football. Maybe a couple more kicks in the red zone would have helped. But other than that, I was very happy with the style. I didn't think St. George threw too much at us in the first half. And then I felt I felt the second half was a complete opposite. Saints started playing a lot of footy. We were just kind of protecting the lead. And I don't think protecting the lead suits guys like Brandon Wakeham and guys who just want to play footy. Um, Mm. And and to use your favourite term, sliding doors moments, I think you got to, I think it really impressed on me yesterday was how important referee decisions and uh, bunker decisions are crucial to a team winning or losing. Like we saw uh, Jareem Buller go up for a bomb, got tackled midair, looked like he wasn't going to get the penalty and the ball was stripped out. Uh, He obviously got a call from the bunker that Mm. he was tackled midair. We got the penalty, we go down and score. Um, then we had the one with Ravalawa, where Ravalawa challenged his own knock-on. Now, had that been overturned, Saints get the ball. Uh, the bunker upheld the decision that it was a knock-on, and we scored from the scrum. Uh, and then, obviously, Saints had burned. I think their they. Challenge.
0: No, I think they burned their, own, their. They'd already burned their challenge. I'm pretty sure, hadn't they? No, no,
1: that was that. The Ravalawa knock-on was when they burned that challenge. Right. They challenged it, and then they lost it. So, like, I'm, what I'm saying is if the bunker got that yeah. wrong, then it was a it was back. a play-the-ball one. Later. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We, we don't score the try. And, and then hmm. by burning their challenge when Jack Bird played the ball in the second half and we did get involved in the tackle and it was our fault, they couldn't challenge it. So, look, I mean, you've really got to use your challenges wisely. But, you know, we, we kind of – I don't think the, the ref was very favourable, but it could have worked out, you know, like complete disaster if the refs didn't get some of those decisions right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, completion completion rate again, eighty six percent, lower than in the dry this week uh, than it was in the, the wet last week. But eighty six percent, pretty good nonetheless. Yeah, the, the second half that the possession stats uh, really got back to fifty three forty seven in the end. That second half, I think it was the first ten minutes. It was literally seventy percent dragons. So. Uh, and we actually lost the second half. Someone actually replied to one of our socials. They go, "We lost the second half. Sheens would be disappointed," which is pretty (laughs) funny. I think it's one of the the, we haven't lost many second halves this year, and we still won the game, which is pretty. uh, I thought was pretty funny as well. Uh, tackle eighty-seven percent. So defense-wise, missed thirty-nine missed tackles is quite quite high. Forty-three for the Dragons Uh, errors. 10 yeah 10 errors 13 dragons made 13 let's be honest the dragons uh a stiff opposition yeah we're probably not going to win on that performance what do you reckon as like that's that's why i was confident i was confident enough to tip us and put a bit of money on us in this one the dragons uh not one of the best teams and they yeah hopefully it's not long and we can overtake them off the bottom of the ladder
2: yeah, well, they were coming off a losing streak of their own. I think four losses by a combined eleven points or something before that one. So they've been thereabouts in their games, but they're like us. They were losing those crucial moments, and I think that's kind of what worked out for us in the end. Um, some of their plays in the back end of the game. I listened to the um, the Triple M commentary of that final play. And James Graham summed it up pretty well. All Moses Suli had to do was draw and pass to Ravalawa, and Ravalawa was in untouched. Mm. Um, And they're like so like us at those crucial moments. They're making those silly plays, and it's it's just been costing them just as much as it's been costing us. So we we did well to hang on in the end. Some massive defensive efforts from multiple players that we'll get to later. Um, But yeah, I I felt not confident in tipping the team. But I was hopeful that that first win would give us a bit of momentum. Um, and like this week coming up is different kettle of fish altogether. So it'll be interesting to see how they go off the back of the two wins in a row coming into what's going to be a much tougher opposition.
0: Uh, Rachel mentioned the Appy no-try on halftime. We did kind of touch on it. But yeah, I thought he ro- he literally rolls the ball Backwards. When he touches it, the ball rolls backwards. Am am I being biased or I I thought it was
1: fine. And then we get to it next. I don't understand how I I said to you at the time, Josh, I said to you at the time, look at his face like he does not have a poker face. Everyone was celebrating and Appy just looked like, nah, I've touched this. I've knocked it on. I mean, it got exaggerated by the fact Appy's legs uh, made the ball roll forward after he touched it. Um Uh Look, it, it should have been a try. Like, we we bombed that. Like, Appy's got to be grounding that ball. Um, but, gee, uh, Sloan was, you know, probably our our best friend yesterday. He was absolutely awful. Um, further, what Az said about what Triple M said, Aaron, I reckon Sloan just had to pass it to Jaden Nassur, and it's a try. Uh, it's, uh, then he comes literally absolutely. yeah, three, three, three on one. And they, they butchered it so many different ways. Like, even Suli would have been hard to stop if he kept it himself. But yeah, like the mm. fact that Slane cut out a couple of players just played right into our hands, and and made Sully had to do more than he had to do. So mm-hmm. uh, it would have been, it would have been literally the most West Tigers loss ever mm. for an ex-player Ben Murdoch Masilla to throw the worst pass ever, and then Ben Hunter just chip it over the top, and to lose that and, way just and Sully as well, yeah, because we we kept him mm. basically at a halfway in those five tackles. They were going yeah. you nowhere. Our defense was so good the last ten minutes and that was just such a fluky thing to happen and you know thank God we we saved it in the end. But uh yeah, Doreen Buller like he came up with some great tackles, not not just that one, but he, he did one early in the second half on a flying rampaging uh Ravalawa and he just took him head on where I don't think many fullbacks would have stopped him. So Yeah,
0: what a yeah, player.
1: Yeah, he's a great player.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh in the the comments for the ten to one Ratings, which we'll get to soon, is based on a lot of buller love and just literally the all the conversations I've had with West Tigers fans this week, like ninety nine percent of it has mentioned this kid. So, fingers crossed, we hold on to him for the rest of his career. Uh, shout out to our uh, other sponsor, Mobile Corp, formerly uh, MLC Phones, who sponsored the Tigers back in the mid nineties, and shouts to Stephen. From Mobile Corp, so they can assist with anything IT-related. And uh, they, they say there's a saying in IT, there are only two types of companies, those who have been hacked and those who will be hacked. So what can business owners do to protect themselves from cyber attack? Mobile Corp is a family-run tech company that supports West Tigers and was even the jersey sponsor back in 2007. Uh, mobile Corp is also passionate about helping protect businesses from cyber threats. For an affordable cyber security solution, go to mobilecorp.com.au. I did see a comment earlier. Someone said they saw uh, Bryce Cousins. He said, Shout out to one of your sponsors with some old MLC mobile phone sponsored Tiger's gear on the next door neighbor's clothesline today. And then Jason wrote back, Were you stealing? her knickers off the line so i thought that was pretty funny i did see that in the comments but uh shouts to your neighbors too a couple of mlc phones jerseys obviously celebrating the win a lot of west tigers gear getting around definitely uh around town at the moment um how good we're back the boys so fingers crossed plenty of them uh, at home Bush on saturday afternoon uh, New South Wales Cup. The boys went down. They fought back a little bit in the second half. Lost thirty-two to thirty against Parramatta. Uh, six tries all in that one. Uh, I didn't see this game on Saturday. Boys, I don't, does anyone have any anything to add about the New South Wales Cup loss to the Eels? Didn't even know the scoreline, Josh. Um, yeah, it's hard when you when it's not on TV and we can't actually watch it so they're playing at north sydney oval in that double header uh on the ladder they're sitting in six steals so not too bad on 12 points so still well on the hunt for the top eight as well fingers crossed they can get a win against the bunnies on saturday as well so uh jersey flag they had the bye so No flag. And of course, the NRLW has not started yet. And a lot of city country games for our juniors. Plenty of uh, West and Balmain juniors taking part in those too. And apparently they went all right as well. Right on to our player ratings. So we'll start with Sheensy this week 6.7 for Sheensy this week, Rob. And you've been very critical of Mr. Sheens. This season, what were your, what are your thoughts now after two in a row?
1: Look, I'm happy we've won. Uh, you know, the rotation's still not fantastic, is it? though? Like we had Safar and and uh, Simkin not really get much time as far as I was concerned. But look, we're winning. That's all that matters. I, I don't think Tim's really the coach. I, I think he's there as a buffer uh, between the media and Benji Marshall, who's a real coach. So yeah, look, I mean. Good for him. He deserves some happiness, I suppose.
0: Uh, As in the ad on Sheenzy?
2: Yeah, I'm still hovering around where I have been recently with um, Sheenzy. I rated him a five. Um, I agreed with what Rob was saying during the game. He, um, Rob thought his rotations were a little bit messed up and it was going to come back to bite us in the end. It nearly did. Um, yeah, I, I ended up checking how much time the bench players got and, yeah, Seafarth, 18 minutes, and Simkin I think, had 12. So not very big stints for either of those two, which didn't really give them a chance to have much of an impact on the team. But the issue with, um, like, Jake in particular is how much time do you actually give Appy on the bench, um, considering he's the captain and Jake is pretty much a straight swap for him, um, although not as skillful or nouced in like in regards to ability, as Appy is. So, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a tricky one. I'm I'm hovering around – yes, I'm hovering around the middle at the moment with Sheenzy. I, I think we need to see a lot more resilience from the team in games, although I will say the resilience this week after having Johnny B um, ruled out in recent seasons, we probably would have seen the team crumble Um with a late change like that, and they just wouldn't have showed up. They'd have, they'd have had their heads down right from the start. But to the team's credit, they, they ripped in. Um, they kept going without him. He, we could see him on whenever he appeared on TV, pretty animated on the bench. So that was good to see. Hopefully, he um gave the boys a G up as they came off for halftime, and another one as they came off full time. So yeah, um, that that is the improvement that I'm seeing in the squad. I just hope it can it can continue. Um, the last thing we need is a blowout loss this weekend because that will um, probably send morale crashing back down. If mm. we have a close loss to the Bunnies or e- even better, a win um, heading into a game at Leichhardt, I think yeah, our season could mind be mind. turning in a little bit of a slightly different direction.
0: For sure. Yeah, that's a big, big one this week. I I don't hold out much hope. The Bunnies are just on their own tier at the moment, really. But um, oh, they're, just, they're,
2: they're sensational.
0: Uh, Jakey on the Jakey Simkin thing too. Yeah, I, I in my non-expert opinion, I reckon Simkin would make sense coming on in the last ten minutes of the first half, and then leaving, bring Appy on maybe thirty to go or something. Because that that way, Jakey, you got tired forwards that Jakey can work around, and then he comes out fresh in the second half, and then Appy comes. And plays the back end in the clutch when the forwards start get getting tired again. I don't know. That's that's that system seems seems to make make more sense. I mean, is the one. They've got all the the coaching staff and the expertise and the GPS and all those stats. So they know better than me. But I don't know. I was always of the belief if you're going to have a reserve hooker, yeah, put put him in when the uh, the big boppers are tired. Uh Dream Buller start with the number one, literally both in rating and jersey number. I mean, did anyone not give him a ten? That's a good question. Did anyone not give him a ten? I know you boys, <laughs> I'm sure you guys did.
2: I I just want to say Jason D's comment there, how many players am I gonna give a ten to this week? <laughs> to be fair, Jason, I only gave out three last week, so it wasn't that much of the team <laughs> but i did give Jereem a 10 this week he was sensational i i even said to rob and josh before we left um the the field not the field club what was it called the field, again? yeah we, it
0: felt like we, it felt like we're playing <laughs> markets club yeah yeah
2: markets club that's the one yeah as, you, you got you got month.
0: injured it was like we played an actual game
2: Yeah. So as before we left the markets club, I even said, like, I have to give this kid a 10. Like I can't find anything to fault him for. Defensive efforts, um, clutch plays, uh, clutch bombs, like the kid, he was everywhere. Um, massive try saving tackle that basically won us the game. And the fact that in that same play where Hunt got that little chip kick, grubber chip kick type thing, whatever you want to call it. Um, Over our heads, he was—he was there to tackle Hunt himself. He was then in position to tackle Suli, and then he even got into position to tackle um, Ravalawa as well. So, like three efforts in the one play. He's a sensational kid. Yeah, lock him, lock him up immediately, or lock him down, I should say. Just looking, (laughs) lock.
0: lock, Yeah, no, don't lock him up, Jesus. Uh, (laughs) Just looking at the ratings. Uh, for bola, we we had one person give us seven. That was the lowest. Do I call? Do I call that person out? Oh, yeah. Do I do I do I embarrass? I oh, know. Sorry. There's two. There was two. So one was Bart, uh, El Bato with one, and the other one was Evan. Come on, guys. A seven for Dream. The guy literally won the game for us second week in a row, you give him a seven. Jeez, I I,
2: want, I wonder if anyone got um, higher than a seven from those two, because he was clearly our best player on field, I'd have to say.
0: Yeah, crazy. Uh, Rob, 10 out of 10 for a dream come true.
1: Yeah, I, I gave him a 10 this week. I gave him a nine last week, which I, like I said, I didn't want to give him out too easily. But, you know, he he's had 180 meters yesterday as opposed to just over 100 last week. The guy was in everything, as, as we've said. You know, the, the try-saving tackle at the end, the Ravalawa tackle at the end, the, the break off the beautiful offload from David Clamo, which eventually led to the try to uh, Junior Tupu a few tackles later. For his third game, guys, like, you know, we, we don't want to put too much pressure on him, but for his third game, geez, he's a real good one. He's an absolutely real good one. Uh, do we win the game? No offence to the other three boys that have played fullback this year. Do we save those tries with those other three guys there? Probably not. Probably, Probably not. not sure. So that that that's that's the difference in what we're seeing now. Look, it's it's good to have something to get excited about. Um but look, I think other than two uh junior tupu's uh dropped bomb, I thought our back three were sensational. So yeah, great, great game from Buller.
2: And do you, do you think that they should start engraving the Daly M Rookie of the Year award with Jareem Buller's name on it now? Or mm-hmm. what do you think?
1: <laughs> uh, quick, quick question. Who, who's in contention, Aaron? I don't know who the other rookies are off the top of my head. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to think of who's debuted this. I'll tell you what, that uh, that guy that debuted and scored two tries for yeah. the Dolph- Dolphins, I mean, he's a bit late to be getting Rookie of the Year, but mm-hmm. if he keeps playing matches like that, he'll be up there. Yeah, big boy. Uh,
0: David Nofalumar. The resurgence. What this is? This is a great story, Nofa. Beautiful story. He was he was on the scrap heap. People were saying, "Send him to Melbourne or send him to wherever." And man, Nofa he he played. It was prime Nofa in this game again. He was, yeah, I, I rated him in this one. But what did you guys give Noth this game? Who are you starting with? Oh, sorry, Gary,
1: Rob. Uh, guys, I gave him a ten, and I'll and I'll get booed by everyone watching. He was my man of the match. Uh, 151 meters, three offloads, two line breaks, eight tackles, only one miss. The way he finished that try uh, in the first half, not many wingers could do that with three or four blokes around him. It's absolutely prime time. for the hit ups he did when we needed them back in the back end of the game. One in particular where he threw an offload to safe half, late in the tackle count that got an, an extra 15 metres. Another one when it just looked like he was going to walk them 80 metres to the try line. He just kept chugging away, chugging away and got to about the 40. The guys on that vintage form that earned him the big contract a few years ago. So, look, it's definitely an attitude adjustment. It's so good to see. Uh, I thought he'd never see first grade this year uh, after getting dropped. And it's just an absolute pleasure to have Nofa back being being the Nofa that we love.
0: Shouts to Paddy Sills too, the man with the, our friend with the uh, Nothaluma tattoo. He'd be feeling a little bit better uh, these days with Noth, the Noth resurgence. So maybe we'll get another one now. Uh, As thoughts on Noth?
2: Yeah, I agree with pretty much everything Rob said, although I still say Jareem was my man of the match. I've given Noth a nine. I'd love that, yeah, the defensive efforts, he's, he's there a lot more now. Um, he's not jumping out of the line. Anywhere near as much, and when he does, or when he's out of position, he's making the tackle stick more often. Um, so I, yeah, I'm really impressed with Noffa, and um, hopefully, at least while Charlie is injured and out, uh, he keeps performing, he keeps um, getting helping us get those wins.
0: I don't think I actually mentioned before, Dream Buller had 9.3 average, David Noffer-Luma, 8.2 on to Stafford Toa, who scored another try, he scored. He scored in four different games this year now, or three.
1: I feel like he's been scoring nearly every week that he's played. I I only thought he yeah, I think two tries, isn't it? Did he score against Penrith? He scored against Parramatta, the intercept. Okay, the intercept. Okay, and he scored yeah. against Manly.
0: Yeah. Okay, so it is three last few weeks anyway. Uh, I think I think he's been great. I think he's I think he's been given a seven point one here, which is probably. A, about right, but I think I think he's been really good for us, and might not have been in our best seventeen if we had to pick him at the start of the season. Obviously, Naden, um, not there at the moment as well. But um, man, of the of the two centers, he's definitely that played on the week played yesterday. He's definitely the better one. Uh, as yeah, you are hundred
1: percent right.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, really rated stuff at Toa, um on the weekend. He, I gave him a seven as well. I thought that, so I think the seven point one is pretty bang on as well. Um, yeah, really happy with what I saw from him. He's he's there where he needs to be. He's putting in the efforts as well. Um, we'll get to the other center shortly, but I'm nowhere near as high on him. So uh, yeah, we'll out, of, out of our two centers, nice. he's it was pretty pretty good.
1: Uh, Rob. Yeah, I agree with everything you guys have said. Uh, Josh, he wasn't in our best 17. We thought he could do a job as a backup fullback, as he did last year. He was pretty safe under the high ball, uh, could chime in, but we never thought he'd be a starting centre. That right edge is really looking solid. Like, they, they did nothing down the right edge, like the Fenai brothers, which is the St. George left edge. Um, yeah, defensively, he missed a few tackles, but he looks solid. He's threatening in attack. Um, I'm loving what I'm seeing. I actually think you know he could he could hold that spot even if even if we had all troops on deck. So well done to him. I gave him a seven as well.
0: Hmm. Uh, on to that other man, Tommy Talao. He's yeah, it's getting to the stage where do you just let, let Manly take him? Maybe when NATO gets back, there is a bit of a lack of depth. Maybe you kind of got to keep him, but um, man, if if. There's a spot that NATO's taken. I think it has to be Tommy
1: Talaos. What do you reckon, Rob? Yeah, he was awful. Sorry, guys. I mean, I know he's run 100 metres. Um, I think the official stats say he missed three tackles. But, I mean, do they count the tackles where he didn't even get a fingertip on Moses Suley? Because Suley absolutely owed, owned him down that right edge of St. George's yesterday. Uh, really poor game. We, we had high hopes for this guy being you know, our starting centre this year and and what he produced yesterday. Like, he tried hard, don't get me wrong, but he was just absolutely rubbish. So, um, look, I gave him a four and I, I think I was being generous with my four out of ten. Uh,
0: junior, so 5.0 for Tommy Talao. So, he's <clears> just gotten a pass mark there. I think it was literally like 5.98 or something. So, um, yeah, 5.0 for Tommy junior Tupou. yeah sorry
2: josh i'll just yep. add something about tommy there um yep. so i gave him a 5 which i also agree i feel was being pretty generous um and the thing that rob didn't touch on there is he, he doesn't seem to have trust in his winger um to get the ball down in those cru- in those clutch moments down the sideline i think we blew probably two maybe three tries because there were multiple times where the ball had gone out to, towards his wing. Um, and he just didn't pass the ball out to junior. He didn't mm. try to like draw a, draw a defender in and so um, to make more room for Junior. It just looked like he didn't trust him because he went to ground with the ball more times than I think he probably should have. Um, just yeah, cost us, I, I reckon that cost us at least probably 12 points in the game.
0: Yeah, for sure. There was one. There was one break. I think it was when we were behind, and he literally didn't even didn't even seem to turn his head and look for for Junior. Like it was just, yeah. It's um. That might have been the yeah. one in
2: the first half after the Dragons scored before. Possibly, um, I yeah. Think it was like a play or two before Brooksy kicked it.
0: Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry. As forgot to get you in that one. Junior Tupo, right. seven point four from the punters. What did you give him as?
2: Yeah, I gave Junior an eight. I I really enjoyed what I've seen from him. I haven't paid too much attention to the stats. Um, but I think he was one of our like he was one of our better backs. Um we we saw big things from him. He debuted magic round against the Cowboys last year and I don't know, he scored a hell of a try um to shake off as many players as he did, which I which I thought was one of the most impressive things that he's done so far in our team. And that try essentially won us the game because that was the final scoring play. So it was, mm. and it was a like, it was a monster effort that one.
0: It was great. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That, that step was literally like something out of a cartoon, like the three Stooges. All, uh, how, how many defenders did he way? beat?
2: I think he, three. I think the step, yeah, the step full three of them mm. and then two attempted to tackle him. And one of the three that he, he duped, came back in on it as well. So he beat three originally, and then I think he beat three um, when he was attempting to ground the ball. So, yeah, it was huge.
1: Rob, anything add on Junior? No, I, I gave him a seven as well. I mean, obviously, the, the drop ball in the first half led to Ravalawa's try, but, guys, I honestly think he dropped that ball because he could see clear daylight if he caught it. <laughs> because it was like if he'd have taken that ball, he was going to be off for a... Pretty decent break, but um, look, he could have got involved a little bit more, but 124 meters, he's a beast when he carries the ball. Uh, that try is no easy feat. What he achieved, but look, really promising signs. And as we said, gosh, four to six weeks ago, I know he's got another year, but sign him up before mm. November hits, guys. Like, absolutely, I can't believe it's happening. not done yet. Just get him signed up for God's sake.
0: Yeah, I don't know if his manager's thinking he's going to play. I mean. Maybe his manager's thinking the more he plays, the more more value he's gonna
1: get. So even more reason to sign him up now.
0: Yeah, just I don't know, throw him we've got plenty of money there and he's exactly it's it's a no brainer for me. But um yeah, just get it done. Please West Tigers management. Uh Brendan Wakeham seven from the Punters. What are your thoughts on Wakeham in this one, Roberto?
1: Guys, I, I loved what he did. Um, as I said earlier in the show, I, I think when we're defending a lead, um, you know, he's just kind of a bit of a passenger, like because we're not actually playing, you know, really attractive football. But every kick except that one for touch was fantastic. Like he, he did the 40-20, he did the grubber kick that led the two grubber kicks that led to dropouts. One should have led to a try, possibly two. Um he did that perfect. Goal line dropout that literally went yeah. ten meter over the sideline. That got I don't know if he
0: a... meant to do that, but yeah, it was no, he perfect. probably didn't.
1: But there was just under twenty minutes to go, and that and that was a momentum changer for us. And we went up the other yep. end of the fine doors moment. Yeah, exactly. So look, he he did a lot of good things. He he him and Brooksy really combined well in some of those shapes out to the right where we made a few breaks. Uh, he did the he obviously from the scrum move. He, he set up the try for to to Buller to get it to Nofer. So. He did a lot of good things, but unfortunately, people are going to just keep thinking of that kick for touch. I, I think he's going really good, guys, and and I knew the dry weather would help him. And I, I just think when we've got to play footy, he's the right guy to have in the team. As,
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I, I rated him an eight. Um, I know people, like Rob said, people are just going to remember that, um, that kick for touch that went horribly, horribly wrong. Um, it looked like it was going out, but then we saw from the spider cam Footage of behind the team that it, it kind of curved back in, which was a bit of a shame. But yeah, overall, I was really, I really liked what I saw from Wakeham. Um He had some good touches it mixed in with the bad ones. Um, I don't think he's too much of a passenger in defence as well. I think he he did what he needed to to do there. Um, and yeah, that drop that drop out that while it may have been a fluke was basically the play that got us down the other end for Tupos' try. So he has to get a lot of credit for that one.
0: Man, I know I'm claiming this again, but I said for years, the short dropout, I didn't understand for years and years why people didn't do it more. It's basically, would there be more short dropouts? Maybe 50-50, short to long dropouts at the moment in the NRL. Like, it's just, just yeah, must just go, probably, go for it. Like, it's, I, I never understood rugby union do it literally every kickoff, and was obviously a very, very different game. Uh, very boring game in comparison in my opinion but I just don't understand why you just don't have a crack you're going to be defending your line in a couple of tackles anyway just put it up roll the dice again maybe it's because we're because I'm again like to gamble and (laughs) like to uh, roll the dice but especially in that situation too because uh, the the dragons were down by four no No, they were were winning they were winning sorry they were winning by two so mathematically, they're not going to go for two. So exactly. even if he if he fucks it up and doesn't go ten or whatever, unless was it against the Titans last year when it literally it bounced just as across the plane, someone picked up and scored. Was it was that against the Titans? Uh,
1: that was I think. The, was year, it the, the, year be, the year before, with um,
2: when Ben, I think last they, three years they, are a blur. They, yeah, they, that, that was twenty. That, they that was twenty
1: twenty. to travel ten meters or something. Yeah.
2: It was twenty twenty? That was, was twenty twenty. It was the second game after the restart of the season. Um, yeah, because it was like round four. Where it ben, ben, just bounced
1: in just Goal to, to get us ahead, and then they went the short kickoff, which I think a lot of us thought the ball didn't travel. 10 no, no, this lead.
0: was a dropout. This was a dropout.
1: Oh, a goal and line they, dropout.
0: Yeah, we did a goal oh. line dropout, and literally as it crossed the plane, the I'm pretty sure it was the Titans picked it up, and walked over the line. Because we were like going up for the ball, completely missed it, thinking it wasn't going to go ten. Yeah, I, and I he can't got remember. it. He got it like just, just as across the plane and strolled over. And I probably got rid of I some of that. But gosh, I don't remember it. There's been there's been that many comedy <laughs> yeah. errors the last few <laughs> years. Yeah, definitely. Not. Uh, we're up to our old friend Brooksy, seven point four from the punters. That, maybe probably gone a little bit higher from Brooksy. I thought he was good in this one. What do you reckon, Rob?
1: Guys, you'll know, you laugh at me again, and I'm sure most of them out there will laugh at me as well. I think it was his best game. I think it was better than the Penrith game. Um, He literally picked the perfect time to run the ball. He had 116 metres, but it wasn't the, the stereotype Brooks where he just gets the ball and there's nothing doing, he just runs for the sake of it. He ran at the right times, when there was space, when there were gaps. His kicking game was on point when he was... Allowed to kick it, the times he died with the ball, I believe were under coach's instructions. So I'm not, I'm not going to bag him for not doing those kicks. But you know, even late in the game, he put a beautiful, long, low kick that trickled back behind the fullback into the in goal. He was, he was pretty much on point, other than maybe dropping that ball that uh, Sloan threw away in panic when Papaliti was driving him back to the in goal. Um, I, I think Brooksy was really, really good, guys, and. You know, I'm going to give him praise when he plays well because, boy, don't we bag the shit out of him when he plays badly. But another great game from Brooksy. As,
2: Yeah, I I agree with Rob for the most part. I wouldn't say the game was better than the Penrith game, but I can see why Rob um, thinks that. Uh, For me, his kicking game sort of went a little bit more downhill. Um, in the second half and most because most of the second half he put up those bombs where um not where nothing's really going to come from them uh, instead of like the cross field kick that got us that first try um, which was a sensational kick by the way um but one thing rob didn't touch on as well i want to touch on his defensive efforts um yep. some of his one-on-one tackles i think he made one on ravalawa in the second half that was a monster tackle as well yep. um, yeah he did
1: um because he, he, he,
0: yeah. he just he ran around Talal. He he basically saved Talal's ass. Is that yeah, probably that was, the one you're talking absolutely,
1: about?
2: Absolutely. He absolutely
1: yeah. smashed him. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like he his F I, ha, I haven't seen. Do you have his uh tackling statistics there, Rob? Or
1: yeah, I do. He made uh, 20 tackles, missed five. Okay,
2: so he's he still missed a few, but the ones he made, he, he made them count for the most part. So I yeah. think that's what's most important. Um the fact that He's not normally known to be a guy who tackles one on one, and I think he made maybe three one on one tackles, and that one on Suli was probably the most important of them all. Uh,
0: Nick said in the comments, "Is Brooks playing for a contract?" Look, you could (laughs) maybe, but he looks like he's not. I wouldn't say he's trying harder. I would say that he's more just doing doing more things. Correctly, I, I don't think he ever tried to not uh, to make mistakes or make wrong decisions and that sort of thing. I think he's just playing smarter footy, not necessarily going out there and trying to be a superstar. If anything, he's just—he's
1: not forcing yeah. it, Josh. He's just yeah. Letting yeah. If, and if, that's actually that's actually if, been better if, for him. Yeah, if the gap's there, he's taking it. If the gap's not there, he'll pass it out to someone in better position. He's just playing a lot more sensibly,
0: mm. and, and maybe. He, Playing with Appy, he's starting to learn to play with Appy a bit as well. As maybe Appy's help starting to really like give him a bit of freedom and uh, kind of take a bit of pressure off him because he just does look like he's playing with less pressure now and and playing like he did last week. Maybe we will get a consistent uh, performances from Brooksy, and who knows, maybe an island of a certain type might uh, fire back up. But um, what were you going to say, As?
2: Uh Do you guys think he's trying to run the short side plays a bit more than he probably should be?
1: Well, he positions himself there, so he, he's probably got no no choice but to. But no, I, I think he's just more balanced, Aaron. I just, like I said, I mean, look, he, he had a great game against Penrith, but I mean, it was basically his kicking game. I mean, wet conditions... Don't really, you know, suit playing footy. I, I just like what he did yesterday. I thought, I thought most of his kicks were right. Like those bombs you're talking about, Aaron. We were like just inside St George's half, so there, there was wasn't really much choice for where he could kick to, and and he mixed it up a bit. I mean, some went to Fenai some went to mostly went to Ravalala, but I, I just liked what I saw. I just, I just feel like the pressure is off him a little bit. Maybe getting that win against Penrith helped that, but. To be fair, I thought he played reasonably well against Manly, except for the, the drop ball that cost uh, Josh some money. <laughs> but but he, he, played, he played pretty well for three weeks in a row. So, you know, just because we lost that game doesn't mean he played badly. I, I just think for the most part, he, he did a lot of good things.
2: I gave him an eight, by the way. I don't think I mentioned that. And just yeah. on Brooksy as well.
1: Likewise.
2: Uh, just on Brooksy as well. This weekend coming up, he plays game number 199. So in two Mm. weeks' time when we're at Leichhardt against the Cowboys for Indigenous Round, it's game 200. So for a player who's been hung from pillar to post uh, for most of his career, I hope that his 200th game is more of a cause of celebration where we can actually get behind him and Mm. um, especially at home, uh, cheer him on the way he deserves for what is a a pretty big accomplishment for, for a player that's been in the position that he's been in.
0: Imagine if he repeats the South's game from last year. (laughs) That'd be nice. Uh, Stefano Utoi Kamano, Rob, 7.1 from the punters. Did not score a try.
1: I I gave him a 7 as well. I thought he was pretty strong. Uh, 25 tackles, not a huge amount for a prop, but I mean some of those tackles were really fearsome. Uh, Look, he's, he's getting back to his best, guys. He's still not... Uh, doesn't look like scoring a try for you josh but you know I'm, I'm sure that'll come around eventually but uh very happy with what he's doing and all he's got to do is keep up with his uh prop in uh prop teammate in david klemmer because Clemmer's really you know leading the way as
2: yes. yeah i gave him an eight i thought both of our um, starting front row forwards um really ripped in and performed well in this one
0: uh happy the skipper eight point one from the Punters. He um yeah. Gotta keep just loving this guy week after week. Just so thankful he's in our team and running the show as
2: Yeah, he's leading he's leading from the front, which I think is the most important thing, and he knows what we need to work on. Like he mentioned in the press conference, what we were getting wrong, um, how and sort of like touched on what to, what needs to be fixed. So, like he knows what we need to do. He's obviously going to be talking to the coaching staff about it this week in the lead up to Saturday's game. Um, but yeah, he's he's leading from the front. His performance wasn't as strong as his game was against the Panthers. Maybe because the Panthers were his um, previous team, and he had a he had a few things that he wanted to to show them what they're what they're missing out on. So yeah, uh, not not the ten out of ten that I gave him last week, but I've given him an eight as well.
0: Yeah, maybe the wet conditions, a, hooker, a hooker's game stands out a little bit more. The, the ball stays in the middle a bit more. I don't know. Rob, what do you think? He thoughts? also
2: didn't really get too many chances to um, run the ball from dummy half, I don't think. Mm. And I was expecting that to be a big part of his game, but we didn't see all that much of it from him. So I thought that was a little bit strange. Maybe he just didn't see any opportunities on? maybe he wasn't focusing on them. or Maybe the dragons um, weren't offside as much as he would have liked them to be, or maybe he just didn't really run it because when he did run a lot of those ones to attempt to get the, um like he did when he attempted to get the Panthers offside where the, the ref wasn't actually calling them as offside. Mm.
1: Yeah. Look, I, I, the last few weeks, I've given him a couple of tens and a nine like that. That's how unbelievably good he's been. He's, He's literally what, you know, Robbie Farry used to be to our team. I, I don't think we win games if Happy's not there anymore. Um, having said that and still believing that, compared to what he did last week and the week before and the week before that, I think Happy's game was a 6 out of 10 yesterday. Like I said, we don't win without him being there because we need that composure. We need his drive. But there were a few errors. He looked a bit tired. He has been playing long minutes the last few weeks. I just think it caught up with him a little bit. He, he wasn't as alert as he normally is. He wasn't doing all these fancy trick show and goes and fake kicks and fake flick passes. And he was just being a very stereotypical dummy half yesterday. Still played well, but if I compare it to the last two games, I can't give him anywhere near that. So I gave him a six.
0: Fair enough. Uh, David Klemmer, so he had the tied second. So him and Noffar tied the second this week. He had an 8.5 two, Rob,
1: yeah, I, I gave Clem a nine. Everyone knows how much I love this bloke. 173 meters, a uh, couple of offloads. The one I mentioned in the second half to Buller that eventually led, led to the try to Tupu. Guy's a beast. He he's in Origin form. Um, he's playing big minutes, and he's another bloke that we just have to have there, and and we can't win without him. Um, I, you know, eventually we're going to have to sort out his workload, but he just keeps producing. He's literally been playing well every week. I cannot say he's had a bad game this year. So, another outstanding game. And yeah, as I said, I gave him a nine.
2: Has yes. I gave him a nine as well for pretty much all the reasons that Rob um, mentioned. He's he's an absolute monster in the front row for us. And I think, although we didn't want to lose Jacko, I think Clem is well and truly uh Playing the role that we need him to, um, like Rob said, we still need to work out his um, <clears throat> his um, workload and like find the balance that works for him um, and the team as a whole. But yeah, overall, really, really, really good game from Big Clem.
0: Isaiah Papali'i uh, seven point three for the back Rower. As were your thoughts and ratings for Papa.
2: Yeah, I, th- I thought this game was pretty well set up for Isaiah to really um, stamp his like stamp his place in the team um, with a similar role to what he played at Para um, in attack, but we didn't really get to see that. But what we did get to see was his defense and how in those like he was the other player in those in those plays late in the game that was doing everything he could to defend our way to the win. Um, He was there to attempt to tackle Suli and Ravalawa in that final, um, like that last, that frantic finish to the game. So yeah, Uh, we're not seeing what we want to in attack from him yet. We're not like the para version of him, but his defense was quite good and um, he still made a decent amount of meters. I think he crossed the 100 meter mark as well himself. So yeah, I've, I've given him, what did I give him? I gave him an eight. Rob?
1: Yeah, I also gave him an eight. Uh, Those metres, Aaron, 117 metres, 33 tackles. uh, Tackled himself to a standstill. Uh, We mentioned earlier when he nearly, you know, he was shunting uh, Tyrol Sloane into the in-goal area, which almost led to a try. Um, You know, kind of threw a really nice pass in the second half back on the inside, which uh, I think Tupu ended up cleaning up. Look, the guy's desperate to win. He played himself to exhaustion. As Aaron said, that last little frantic finish with a minute and a half left. Uh, he was he was there in the thick of it all. So lo- loving his effort, loving his production now. We're starting to get, you know, value for money. And um, all, all we've just got to do is get him over the trial line a bit more.
0: Uh, AJ Kepa, 5.9. So lowest score for the starting 13. Thoughts on Kepa in this one, uh, Rob?
1: Yeah, look... Um, He's not my favourite player, guys, and and he did some really poor things yesterday. To be very very fair, he did two or three really good things as well. But like the poor things are just, you know, they're just so dumb. Like even if they're not, you know, really, like for example, the late hit on uh, Sullivan. I mean, it wasn't that late. Like what if Sullivan throws a dummy and decides to run it? I I think those sort of penalties are a bit, you know, rubbishy. But he's just got to get the junk out of his game. I mean, he he went to kick a ball. Half an hour after the ball had left, and he and he kicked Feni. So you know he's just he's just does some dumb plays, but I mean the efforts there. He he just he doesn't have the IQ. He just doesn't have the rugby league IQ. And I don't know how he's got the lowest score because Talao was absolutely shit. So, oh sorry,
0: Talao does have the lowest score. Oh, sorry, oh, has no, right. I can't, Yeah, I can't read that. I think but, you meant uh, the lowest
2: score of the forwards. Lowest,
0: yeah, that's oh, bad, lowest. okay.
2: Sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, look, he, he's he's
1: there, but. You know, you just—he's he, like a volcano. You just don't know when he's going to erupt and and have that brain explosion moment. Not faulting that he doesn't try, but yeah, he's, he's just got too many errors for me, guys. And and that's where you see the difference. You, you know, if a Bateman was there as opposed to a Capola, I think we have a comfortable victory.
2: As yeah, I I sort of agree um, with the five point nine, sort of disagree. Um, well, I've given him a six, so I can't. I'm not off by that much. Basically, I maybe I'm being a bit more generous because he was expecting to probably come on off the bench, um, and then he was thrown into the starting side literally last minute because of the Bateman injury. So his workload immediately changed to be a little bit more intense. But yeah, a couple a couple of those dumb plays, he just needs to get those out of his game. But in his, in his, in I will say though, in his defence, um, Jaden Sullivan. Really, really not a fan of him uh, for the same reasons I'm not a fan of Jerome Luai. Um, I really don't think there's a good spin you can put on how he went to ground um, after that one kick. And then as soon as the whistle's blown for the penalty, he gets up immediately, um, grinning like a Cheshire cat, uh, clapping at um, AJ as if like, he's like, yeah, thanks for thanks for that. Um I've got no respect for players who do that. And I just think that's completely out of the spirit of the game Um, to kind of like to maybe playing for the penalties within the spirit of the game, but to rub it in like that, I don't think that's necessary, but maybe that's just me being a goody two shoes. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. He, he still needs to get those out of his game though.
0: Uh, Fanua Pole 6.9 as what are your thoughts on young Fanua?
2: Yeah, I liked Fanua's game. Um, I gave him a seven. I thought he was pretty good. Uh, I'm still not one hundred percent convinced that he's a lock. I think he needs to be, um, in like off 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 the bench in the front row rotation. But I'm not sure like how he fits into that with the side that we've got and the side that we're building. But yeah, I thought I thought he was pretty good. Rob,
1: a solid game from uh, Fanua. I gave him a six. Uh, Ninety-seven meters, twenty tackles, one miss. Look, did nothing wrong, but just didn't see enough of him. Uh, and for that reason alone, I, I gave him a six. But that doesn't mean he played bad. He just just thought he could have done a bit more. I, th- I thought he was a bit more prominent against Penrith.
0: Uh, Jakey Simkin off the bench, 5.6. We talked a little bit about Jakey already, but thoughts about him, Rob?
1: Uh, look, I gave him a six, as Aaron said, he was only on there for about twelve minutes. Uh one thing I will mention about him, which I actually did love. I don't know if you remember the play where he ran from dummy half and tried to do an Appy Korosau imitation, which mm. was quite which was and I thought, well that that's a good sign for the future if he's trying to show the ball this way and show it that way and, and then, you know, go to the outside. I thought, okay, well, if he's gonna develop into Appy, then that's that's a pretty good sign. So um look, like that he's trying to emulate Appy's plays and uh, you know, hopefully that'll We'll see a bit more of that in the future. As
2: I, I don't actually recall that one that you're talking about there, Rob, but I'll have to re-watch the game again and try and find it. <laughs> yeah, it was late. It was
0: late in his stint, I yeah, do he, remember. He,
2: started, he, showed, he mm. showed the ball two ways. Like he ran to the right and he showed the ball
1: uh, like directly to his right and then showed it behind him again. And he was it just it was just a, an appy Coruscant look-alike move.
2: <laughs> yeah, righto. I'll um i re-watch again tomorrow morning and see if I can spot it. I'll have to have a look at like when he actually came on the field, though. So,
1: yeah. Uh,
2: But yeah, for the same reason as Rob, I've given him a six. You can't really fault a player who only got to play for 12 minutes while Appy was literally off having a smoke <laughs>
0: Uh Joff and Gally, 6.5 from the Panthers pun- as
2: yeah, not Joffa's best game. I gave him a seven. I still think he adds good value um to our pack. Um, he he performs well when he's in there, but yeah, it wasn't his best game compared to seasons gone by. But yeah, so seven for him for me.
0: Rob, it's definitely a bench of uh, reliability, wouldn't you think? Simkin, Offengawi, Twal, Safer, not necessarily game
1: changes, but yeah,
0: solid performers um
1: now that I well, think of well, it that's that said he had almost 100 meters um he only had one offload but I don't know if you saw it the same as me guys I, I thought Joffa could have offloaded the ball at will yesterday he got that right arm free mm. he was looking for someone to pop the ball to most of the time just took the you know held to held the ball and went down in the tackle but I actually thought he could have pop played a lot of second phase had he chosen to so I'm actually seeing quite a bit of promise there. And it was, he he played quite quite within himself. So plenty to like about what Joffa did. And and like, he's a permanent fixture in our seventeen.
0: As
2: uh, I've already talked yeah. about Joffa. Oh, sorry. Uh, Alex Twal. <laughs> Alex Twal, 6.9. Rob? Uh, yeah,
1: I, I thought, I thought Twal, he played really well. I gave him a seven, but I thought some of his runs were really strong. I should point out he actually missed a tackle yesterday. Which mm. is very untwolly like, but he made forty four, and he made one hundred and thirty. He made one hundred and thirty four meters, but like some of those, how runs, many minutes?
0: How many minutes did he play for that?
1: For uh, Aaron, Aaron's probably all over that, but I'd I'd say he played big minutes because when he came on, I remember saying to Aaron at the time, I've got, the feeling, the game. "I've got a feeling, I've got a feeling, Twolly's going to play the rest of the game." Just about, I think he almost did. So, 56 uh, minutes yeah yeah. you oh, play it's 56 really, minutes so it's like a
0: tackle every 80 seconds crazy
1: <laughs> yeah but but I was I was actually impressed with a couple of his runs more importantly because he's he's pretty much a plotter when he takes a hit up but a couple of times
2: he looked threatening but
1: mm. hopefully he'll crack of that try real soon
2: he's uh he, he's made 300 tackles for the season and even with that one missed tackle Um, in that game. His tackle efficiency is still 98.7%. I think he's missed maybe now four tackles for the year. He never seems to miss more than one a game. Um, It's just a shame that the one he missed was the one that led to Jaden Sullivan's second try, I think.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: And lastly, Alex Safar, 5.4. How many minutes did Safar... End up getting I think
2: hours. I said it was 18. I'll just pull it back up again. Uh yeah, eighteen minutes.
0: And thoughts on Big Red?
2: Yeah, Dude. I've given him six for the same reason that I gave Jake a six. You can't really judge a player too much on minutes that they didn't really get to play. Um, and that's where I'm like questioning our bench rotation. Like, what are we doing with the because he he's a second rower, isn't he? safe He's not a he's not a front rower. Um
1: He's not a front rower, but we play him in the middle sometimes. mm. But he's not. I I don't think he is a middle. Do
2: do we still think that with that particular like with this bench of Simkin, Joffa, Twoll, and Safar, do we think our bench is still a little bit light or um because I think it was the was it the Easter Monday game we were really, really concerned about how light our bench was?
1: Um I think I think we had another back on the bench, didn't we? I mean we would have had we would have had Kapara on the bench.
3: So Mm. I mean
1: Bit of, bit of a hybrid, you know, center, second rower. So oh, look, I look, I prefer to see Sean Bloor there, but that's that's just me.
0: Can't disagree with that one. Uh, <laughs> some of the best comments uh, left and out play poll. As someone asked last week, yeah, keep an eye out on our socials for the, the Google form to fill in on our Twitter and our Facebook. Uh, I posted it a couple of times the last 24 hours, and thank you to the um, several dozen of you that filled it out. This week, uh Sam H said Tommy T in or out. Personally, his defensive reads atrocious last tackle options thoughts, but yeah, we kind of hit um hit Tommy pretty yeah. hard on those. Antonio said overall very good team performance, completion at 90% again. Buller needs to be locked in well and truly past 2025 before teams like Reuters and Melbourne can start to look absolutely. Uh Chris W felt momentum. Change when bench came on could have got Clem and Steph on a bit earlier in the second half. Definitely that middle, yeah, with those guys off the field and Appy as well. Yeah, the, the dragon that's when the dragons pretty much were getting um, a bit of a roll on for sure. Uh, feel I'm free actually, to add in.
2: I'm actually checking, uh, while, while you're talking, Josh, I'm actually going to just check what time. Or like how like how long his second stint was, because I don't actually remember.
1: Well, I think Clem, Clem came on, on with him. about twenty-three minutes left from memory. Um but I actually was thinking at the time sitting next to you guys, hold them off, hold them off as long as you can, because I just you know they've been playing big minutes and if you bring if you bring guys like Stefan with 28 to go or or you know, for both of them, even Clemmer, those last five minutes could be really hurtful. So I I just think the longer you can refrain from bringing him back the better so i actually think those two subs back were fine i just thought say fast minutes were too small considering that jake's basically getting 12 minutes so we're, we're literally playing with 15 men yeah uh,
2: yeah and uh sorry josh i just found yeah. it so his first stint was the 28 minutes and eight seconds his second stint was 22 and a half minutes almost so I mean, yeah, maybe he could have come on a little bit earlier. Maybe he could have done with a little bit less time in the first stint and a little bit longer in the second one. Is that sort of the way you'd try to play it? Because I'm pretty sure that's what the Cowboys do with Taumalolo and um, some of the other big club uh, clubs do with their other bigger boys that are like second rowers or locks or even some yeah. of the front row. I,
1: th- I think the big problem for us guys, and we saw it in the first couple of games of the year, is Steph seems to get really tired after 18 minutes or so. You know what I mean? Like Steph gets tired a lot earlier than most props do get tired. So we've got to it's, – it's, we're really trying to manage Steph's minutes as well as we can. And the guys like Twal and Clemmer and those guys just – they just suffer the, the rest of it they've got to put up with doing the extra minutes because I, I just think we're trying to get more minutes out of, out of Steph, but um, it's not going as well as we want. We've increased them a little bit. But yeah, Clem is, Clem is doing the bulk of the work. I mean, there's some games Clem is playing 65 minutes, you know, so, and, and that that's way too much, I think.
2: Yeah, so Steph came off uh, um, a little over seven minutes before Clem did after, from his first stint. So, and his second stint was about the same length. So they they came back on at basically the same time. But yeah. uh, yes, Arno went off about seven minutes earlier than Clemmer did at the start of the game. And I'm also having a look here. So I'm noticing that Isaiah played the full 80. Um, and I would imagine Bateman would be a, a full 80 type player. So I'm, I'm questioning why we have that second rower on the bench to begin with, especially if both of our second rowers are 80-minute players.
1: Injury
0: cover. Well, yeah, it's,
1: it's actually the injury to a, to a member of the back line mm. is why Capoe why is meant to be on the bench. But yeah, gotcha. you pre- yeah.
2: prefer Bloor there instead in like in I, I place. Prefer, in
1: I prefer I prefer there, and not not that he not that he did a great job of it, but we ended up shifting Bloor to right centre. I think when Naden came Easter. off against Parramatta, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, he he can be there. I mean, he doesn't have the pace really to be a centre, but I mean, you know, you, you're not planning for your players to get injured. You're you're playing to win. Yeah,
0: I agree. Uh, Brandon said "Buller's efforts in the 79th minute was unbelievable. If you rewatch it, he was involved three efforts, making the initial tackle on Ben Hunt, it was their second time to force Moses Suli to flick past to no one, and then third came up with one of the all-time great try savers to win the game. I hope by next year we extend his contract again long-term. Such a breath of fresh air in the back line. Wow. Uh, Craig Riley, Luke Brooks played well again. I hope it's not due to him being shopped around and trying to impress other clubs. I hope it's a genuine form turnaround and and confidence gain. Uh, Matt Matt McNally, a bit of mix of great plays and dumb plays, but it was enough to get us through. Never thought Moses Sully would win us a game, but had a strong hand in giving us the win. Also happy Fox commentary picked up the potential shoulder charge by the ref (laughs) on Buller. (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh, which which we chuckled pretty hard when we heard Gaane say that we just thought that was hilarious yeah. but in saying that why the hell was the ref there was he talking was he talking to um hunt in the middle of the play because like there's n- no universe in which he should ever have to worry about bumping or a player bumping into him when a player is trying to make a break with the ball because that that snuffed out a try opportunity there too I reckon because Hunt was able to get himself around. Buller, because Buller got tangled up with um, Goff, I think it was.
1: Yeah, I, I think the ref just froze. He could see the player coming at him and he didn't know what to do and mm. he just said, I'm going to stand still and hope they avoid me.
0: Uh, no name on this entry, but it said, Stafford told will continue to fly under the radar while the big stories roll out like Buller, Clem, Toops, Appy, etc. But he's a really solid player, absolutely holds his own in the centres. Have some genu- genuine talent coming through in the outside backs, but also some healthy competition between AJ, Nato, Toa, Stains, off for those last three outside back positions. I thought that was uh, yeah, some good really one. good
2: um, like Some really good uh, variation in the mm. comments tonight.
0: Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of ball of love, but I couldn't put play all those. Uh, GD Tiger, he said, isn't it strange how good Tiger's performance and a few wins can have such a positive impact on your ongoing mental health, West Life thera- therapy. He said West Life. So he's talking about the band there, not us. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: it hasn't stopped me having a headache tonight, but that's nothing to do with a footy. Uh,
0: Nathan Beasley, Wakem's missed kick for Tusk was the turning point of the game. Instead of piling on the points, the Dragons scored that set. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think we've run away with it. If. Um... I Look,
1: so. it, it got it got him back in the game, but I'll, I'll repeat what I said earlier. We we're up 14-4 before the Wakeham kick for touch. We were in the red zone twice, and we never kicked the ball twice. We just passed it, and I think Talao took one tackle. I'm not sure who took the other tackle. But we were 14-4 up with two good attacking sets in the Saints red zone and did nothing. So, yes, it got St George back in the game, but was it a turning point? Maybe not because we should have been up. We had chances before that kick for to touch. So I'm not going to totally buy into that because I just think it wouldn't have mattered. Even if we found touch and went down the other end, we probably wouldn't have put a kick up. So, yeah, I don't know. Don't know about that one.
0: Uh, Kai Cochran, Noff is back to that passionate kid who loves the Tigers. And it's so good to see the fact that choffer has gone from our best forward by a mile last year to barely noticeable. This year just shows how great the forward pack is. Uh, ben W. said, wet dreams. I right, quite like that one.
2: That's what I said on Twitter, I th- and I think that's probably my best tweet I've ever made. Yeah. Uh, did I get a chuckle yeah. out of you, Rob, with that one? I, you, uh, you, had if the, make- you had the laughing emojis. I, I did because I actually felt at the
1: time that was way too much information, Aaron, but I was
0: <laughs> glad you got to be fair. A bit of a hint with these. If you make me laugh, I'll probably put it up on there and read it out. Uh, when is the coronation of King Baller? That's from Steve. Uh, anyone watch the coronation Saturday night? No, man No, uh, gave the dream. What was watch that when there's rugby league magic round rugby league on? I uh, gave the dream and Bateman tens. Didn't see either of them doing anything wrong. Um, thanks, that's Matt Barton. So I sent out the uh, the poll just before I hit save on replacing Bateman because I had it all ready to go. I did replace Bateman with um uh who came in? Big red so far. So uh it got me there. Uh Patreon question t- to finish if you want to support the show, patreon.com forward slash West Life, not West Life has uh GD, I said before that that is the band not not us, but patreon.com forward slash Westlife. If you'd like to help support the show, and I'll just find the Discord channel where the guys drop in our questions. There are a few in there we saw before. Uh, Tim Colgate, what do the boys need to do before we as fans think they have a cha- chance of playing finals? I think, what are our next few games? Obviously, South Cowboys. Uh, Bye. A buy, and then who's after that? We've got the Raiders
2: it... at Campbelltown, and then the yeah. Titans up on the Gold Coast, the Storm back at Campbelltown, and then our third buy.
0: I think three of the next four.
2: You think the only one of the next four we lose would be to the Rabbits?
0: Yeah, that's what i With three of the next four, I'll have hope for the top eight.
2: I mean, that's still eight points in the next five in the next five weeks, in that case, with the buy in there as well. Plus, mm. there's another buy coming up, so... Basically, Everyone gets four.
0: buys, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah, I think three out of the next four.
2: Seven rounds. If we got ten points, maybe twelve points out of those seven rounds, that's a that's a big flip. Big, big flip.
1: Hmm. Yeah, we're we two out of seven. Well, sorry, we're two and seven now. So you want to kind of get it back to parity before you're really thinking th- finals. Well, we've had ten, ten, we're ten rounds, but we had a buy, so we're two wins, seven yeah, losses. Ten. You need to go ten and five from here to be twelve and twelve. Yeah, so yeah. look, it's a pretty pretty big ask. But look, we beat South last year. I mean, in one of the games, one of the meetings with a much worse team mm. than us. Although, granted, I don't think they had Latrell the first time we beat them. But... If we beat South, I'll hundred percent be on the yeah. five
2: repeat. I, 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 I'd
1: against. be the same. And look, I mean, we've got. We're, I think we've never lost to the Cowboys at Leichhardt,
2: have we? So not Actually, saying except that, for except for the only went first and. Um, in... No, we lost to them at oh, Lycard with Uh yeah, yeah the Radonicus. Oh, Memorial of course we did
1: too. Yeah. We did too. That's right. Other okay. than that,
2: no, they haven't beaten us there since two thousand and one or two thousand, I think it was.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think all those games were winnable that you mentioned, except probably this week. To be fair, mm.
0: uh, Ben Ellis said, "Is Buller a better buy than Sawali?" So he's put up both their Wikipedia pages. So maybe you're saying because Buller uh, Buller's a bit young. I don't know what the uh is
2: um... older, I think. Swali, I think may only just oh yeah, chosen
0: two, yeah. yeah. He's one year yeah. one year older. he's only nineteen, that's insane. Yeah, he, he dated early the roosters. To,
2: yeah, the roosters had to get permission for him to start playing um at seventeen, I think.
0: Uh I don't know. Time will tell. It's all hindsight, isn't that, it? They'll really? both, so.
1: both be good players. They'll both be good players.
2: It's just a shame Swaley is going over to um Union. I think he had he'd have a very very bright future yeah. ahead of him in the NRL. A bit of a exactly. bit of a shame but one player we won't have to play against so that's always a positive.
0: Yeah, Mason Bruce is weaker, that's always good. Uh to VB 69, who's the young gun we're apparently chasing? I think he's referring to the Buzz Rothfield rumor that He's calling it. We're speaking to the manager on what could be the biggest signing in ten years, or some bullshit that red-faced wanker was
1: tossing (laughs) out there. Um, I I would know who they got in mind, Josh. Like if it's that big a signing, I I cannot fathom who it would be to be brutally honest.
2: How often can you take Buzz Rothfield shush? Like in his in his saint sinner and shush. How often can you take his shush seriously? Not very often.
0: Just So Jason said, "I'm Josh. I think there's more of a chance of you being coronated than uh, uh-huh. us making the semis. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> hit me up. Hit me up, Charles. Let's see what we can do." <laughs> uh, lastly, Michael eighty seven. Did you think the new signings of the club would have changed the attitude of the of the players this quickly?
1: Uh, I really thought it was more about the coaching than the actual players. But, uh, look, I, I think whether we make the finals or not, I, I think the boys are, are playing with a lot of heart, with a lot of commitment. I, I know, you know, some people have mentioned, you know, we've only played recently with a bit of commitment. The commitment's been there all year. I think even when we got flogged by Brisbane, um, just sometimes you're just not good enough. So, look, ha- happy with the effort we're putting in. I just think we've got to play smarter. And, and, and you know, like we can't have those Tom Talao, you know, stripping the ball on the fifth tackle, or, or, you know, AJ Capoe, you know, taking out a kicker just needlessly when we're in control of the game. So we just got to cut out those dumb errors and, that, you know, that sort of lack of game awareness, rugby league IQ, as we keep calling it.
2: I mean, we could, we could finish the year, let's say, with nine, 10 wins from here, miss the semis, finish like 11th or 12th or something. And that's still a massive turnaround from, the start of the season with the zero and seven, and if like if we do finish with I'd say eight plus wins, there's a lot to build on there next year, um, with potentially maybe a couple of extra signings, a couple of the young guys promoted, um, Buller locked up on a contract as well, and yeah, I think I I wasn't saying this at the start of the season, but if we don't make the finals now, I do, and we finish around that. 11th, 12th mark, I think that's, I wouldn't say a successful season because it's not. In no way mm. is it a successful season, but it gives us more to build on than what it's last year's... Mark, yeah. yeah, it gives us more to build on than what the four wins, 20 loss record last year did and what an 0-7 start to this year did.
1: But we're, we're starting to find out a bit about ourselves too because there's like we we thought earlier, we thought Notha was, you know, finish. We thought Stafford Toa was just a reserve grader. You look at who played yesterday guys, like our back line's normally our weakness. Our halves are playing good enough. Our back three are playing good enough. If we had Naden and Toa there this week, for example, and and uh, Bateman back in the side, that starting 13's as good as we're going to get to a degree. No offence to Adam, but like Adam could come in for the halves. I'm just saying that's a really good team and I think that would trouble most teams in the competition and and that's exciting. So I want Naden to get back on the paddock real quick. And and I think we can, you know, really have a, a good finish to the season.
2: Naden's back what? from his suspension after the bye.
1: Yeah. So we've got to watch that two more games. We've got to, we'll be without him. Yep.
0: Uh,
2: lastly, uh, one
0: of our Benji Marshall tier patron gets his rant of the week, Shane, Coet, he says, hi guys. Sorry I couldn't make it to the watch party. Would have loved to be there. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Definitely Shane. Come to the next one. Come watch it and have uh, a succulent Chinese meal with us as well. Uh, I'm happy we got the win. Buller again was a sensation, but I must admit I felt a little hollow after it. After the first 20 minutes, I thought we really had turned a corner and we'll continue from where we left off in Bathurst. We moved the ball well and looked dangerous. Then comes the second half. What happened? Back to clunky one out runs. We did nearly everything to lose it. Saints improved, but we had to. Conti- we continued like we did. Uh, we could have really put Saints at the sword. Saints were shit uh, again. I'll take any win at the moment. But if Cleary uh, holds that ball last week and surely takes the line on yesterday, we are zero and nine. We still have a lot of work to do. Yeah, fair enough. But this, oh, you could also say in Man, we should have won Manly but one Luke Brooks catch away from beating Manly as well. Sliding and then be, doors. Them being Manly. three and six. Yeah. So we've we've been in the game, every game except for Brisbane. The one I flew flew to Brisbane for. So uh our next show, well long show ninety minutes tonight, but man, we'll, when we win it's much uh much easier to to talk and enjoyable to talk. Uh so we'll be back Wednesday night to preview the bunnies clash this uh, this Saturday afternoon. So join us on Facebook and YouTube. And boys, anything else before we say goodnight to Big Dog?
1: Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to my brother from another mother, Jason. Happy birthday, mate! Uh, Forty nine years old today. You'll be an old fart next year. And uh, guys, I just I know this might not sound you know, like you might think it's off the cuff, but I think we're going on about Buller a lot. I think the thing with that play a minute and a half left to go yesterday, I think most blokes that don't think about their rugby league would have probably put a shoulder charge on Ravalawa. Okay. And I think Buller just put his whole body blocking that try line as opposed to the natural instinct of trying to shoulder charge Ravalawa out. So... I think this guy's just got such a rugby league brain. Maybe I'm overreading it, but I just thought he played that whole situation smart. Because if he does go for the shoulder charge, St George get a penalty. They might go for goal and tie the game up, or even get the winning try. So, again, well done to Buller. I hope he keeps this up. It's really good to have a player that we're excited to to want to watch every week.
0: Absolutely, he's a he's a footballer. He's just he's a instinct footballer. You can tell. Yeah. All right, guys. And thanks to the, literally the hundreds of you that tuned in tonight and the thousands of you listening back uh, yeah, in the coming days in the future. And we love you all and our Patreon members, each and every one of you. And we'll see you Wednesday night, 8.30. As always, boys and girls, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers.
2: Go the Tigers. Oh.
0: For listening to another episode of the West Life Podcast. Please follow us at West Life Pod on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash West Life Pod. You can also support and take part in the show at Patreon.com forward slash West Life and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the West Life Podcast.